Hello and welcome to Shoulders Above the Rest Radio, a podcast for those looking to elevate their health and fitness to its highest levels. On this show, we discuss all things CrossFit training, programming, nutrition, recovery, and much, much more. Shoulders Above the Rest Radio is the official podcast of Big Shoulders CrossFit in Elmhurst, Illinois. I'm your host, Brendan, and today I sit down with member John Levy. John is the embodiment of hard work pays off. He just had his two-year anniversary at the gym and he was asking me, Brendan, I think you have some pictures of when I first came in. So I did some digging and found him and then he sent me his updated pictures and wow, you guys have to go look at our Instagram because his transformation is absolutely fantastic. It is a testament to his philosophy of not trying to do too much, not trying too hard, being patient, staying consistent. And that's what we talk a lot about in this episode is how he's learned those lessons and how he's been able to apply them to his life. And it's just really cool to see how some small changes to his day-to-day life and routine have paid off in such a big way because so many people come in, they try and do everything all at once, or they try and do too much. They make these big drastic changes because they want to see results right away. And that can often backfire. And John has found a way of life that suits him and it has given him great results still. He talks about he, for the first time in 30 some years, uh, hit a a weight that he hadn't seen since his early 20s. John is in his 50s now and like this guy looks fantastic. Like I hope I look as as good as he does when I'm when I'm his age. So, uh it, it's really cool to see how much he has progressed while while being here. So, on that note, let's jump into this. I hope you enjoy this episode. There's a ton of good little nuggets from there, a ton of wisdom from John, and I think you'll really enjoy this episode. So, let's take a listen. All right. So, John, you've been a member for two years now, right? Right. And you've become such a believer in CrossFit that you've brought your wife and your daughters. Uh, You're an avid water skier. You spend most of your weekends at your lake house. What is the term for, is it, do they use shredding? What is the term for water skiing? Shredding. Shredding. Shredding is is typical. Spend most of your weekend shredding behind a boat. Mm -hmm. Uh, How fast are you usually going when you're water skiing? I, I ski at 32. 32. Some of, some of the best skiers go as high as 36. And there is something called the course where people ski in and out of buoys. So the professional skiers ski at 36 miles an hour. And the better you are, the shorter the rope is because you're going in and out of those buoys very quickly. Now, I've never skied the course. I've always been intrigued with it. So me and the neighbors that I have at the lake are what we call free skiers. So okay. ski in the morning for about an hour. And I go at 32 miles an hour and just ski a lap, just uh, cutting in and out every now and then, taking a couple of breaks and just more camaraderie. Cool. So, like, it's pretty cool. Very cool. You're a self-described company man. Is that, yeah, I've heard you use that term before. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like you've been able to apply a strong work ethic to make your way up the corporate ladder as well as achieve some pretty fantastic results, both in and out of the gym. Uh, so tell me about your recent accomplishment that you... 
So I remember when I was 20 years old, I was at my grandmother's for whatever reason, just maybe visiting her. I was, uh, I think I was a junior in college at the time, Jessica's age. Mm -hmm. and, um, I stepped on her scale and for the first time I saw something that was over 200 pounds. I was 202 pounds. I was 20 years old. That was 33 years ago. And two years ago, slightly before uh, I joined the gym, I had a picture with Jessica, my oldest, graduating high school, and the picture was not very flattering, to say the least. Okay. My wife had made a comment. My wife has been known for making blunt yet accurate <laughs> comments. Okay. She said to me, and, and she would agree if she was here, she said, John, you've never been fatter. That is very blunt. That is, that is very blunt. Pretty blunt. However, that had nothing to do with me joining the gym. I uh, saw on Facebook, I see, I, I'm on Facebook every now and then. I'm not crazy Facebook poster. I, I would look every now and then and post when I think it's important. Mm -hmm. And I saw the uh, free uh, CrossFit six-week promotional drop 20 pounds, or I don't really remember how much percentage on the body fat it was, but yeah. you, you drop 20 pounds in, in six weeks, then CrossFit is free and you were, right. you're up front, which I appreciate. I'm trying to build my membership, you said, and the deal is, is if you drop the 20 pounds, you've got a choice. Either you can take the money that you put in and, and you can, we can shake hands, call it a day, or you can apply the money that you spent towards, you know, memberships. Right. And the latter is what I did, despite the fact three weeks in, I'm down 15 pounds. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this is really easy. And so the last three weeks, and maybe I got a little bit complacent, and I did not drop any weight the last three weeks. And so I didn't win the challenge. However, you still had the same deal. I, I had the uh, payment that you were able to apply mm -hmm. towards a membership. I was going to, I got the message, and I was hooked pretty quickly. So I joined the gym pretty religious. I think maybe at that time it was just uh, three, three times a week was the maximum was the membership that I, that I had at the time. I had rotator cuff surgery in November. So that put me a little bit behind. Then we had COVID hit. And so just recently I stepped on the scale. I always knew I was, could see, I could see that I was improving and uh, you had also coached us with some better ways of nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so comb you know, combining all that with Sally, changing some of the ways that we cook, changing some of our drinking habits okay, and uh, stepped on the scale a couple, three days ago. And that first number was a one. There you go. 199.8. First time since you were 20. In 33 years. Wow. Yep. So has it stayed down? Have you, have you weighed yourself since? I have. I've tickled back up. Tick, yeah. And, and it's important to know that it's a, uh, it's not a linear progression. Yep. It'll, it'll wave up and down. One of the other um, things, if, if I may, it's not linear and it's not immediate. You know? Correct. So, a lot of people are into these quick fixes. You know, you, you starve yourself for a week and you, you don't lose any weight and people tend to give up. Well, yep. I didn't, no, nothing happens. So obviously this doesn't work. Let's go on to the next thing. And for me, I've learned to be patient, diligent, and, and be very vigilant when it comes to good habits, mm -hmm. knowing that what you do today will manifest over time. It's yeah. not going to be tomorrow, might, maybe not next month. But if you do it over time, you will start to see the results. And that's one of the things that I've learned over the course of the last couple of years is, you know, good habits are something that will be rewarded. Yeah. But it'll take a while. Same, same deal with bad habits, too. You know, so good or bad, you keep doing, go down one road and it will manifest into something, whether you like it or not. So we are a, a product of our choices. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned you and Sally have made some changes to your nutrition habits or things, what are some of those changes that you've made? Uh, we don't order pizza as much as we used to. Okay. I don't drink beer anymore. At all? At all. I don't drink beer. Do you uh, miss it? No. Okay. I don't. 
I will have an occasional glass of wine. Mm-hmm. In fact, maybe one glass a night after work. Sure, is what we have, but not a you know just more of a social drinker. So we've we've changed the eating to the extent that we go out to restaurants. It used to be where we would order our own entree, and now we are splitting entrees. Oh. So it does a couple things. It saves us some bucks sure. at the bill, and we've learned that we didn't need the whole entree. Yeah. You know, you either overeat because you don't want leftovers. You paid for it anyway, so you might as well eat it. Right. Uh, when we cut our portions in half by sharing, we've learned that we're satisfied. We, we don't need to eat anymore. So that's what we're doing in restaurants. We're, we're not ordering the pizza anymore. We used to love to order and pick up pizza from a local establishment here. Which one? Lou Malnati's. Oh, oh yeah. Lou's yeah. is great. Lou's. You know, the, the Chicago-style deep dish. Yeah. is good stuff, but it's not very good for the waistline. You know? and, and when you have a large pizza in front of you, it's tempting to have two slices. Right. Because it's right there, and it tastes better than if you reheat it. Yes. So we stopped doing that. Sally is now cooking a lot more fresh food like shrimp, vegetables, sea bass, uh, salmon. Wow. And I'm still very much a meat eater being from Nebraska. Yes. So I love, love our steak. However, I used to be religious about the ribeye, which is a pretty fatty mm-hmm. piece of meat because I love the flavor. Starting to move more towards fillets now. Okay. Fillets are great. Um, yeah. Which are perfectly fine. So have you, have you done, have you had Sally or maybe you cook it the hanger steak? We've done that a couple of times. Have you gotten it? It's yeah. good. Yeah, That's no, my it's, favorite. It, it's really good. Yeah. So those are some of the habits that we've, uh, sleep, sleep cycle. We're trying to be consistent. Good. Uh, we do wake up a little bit every now and then in, at night, but sure. um, that, that's probably a function of maybe age or, or whatever. But uh, I think, I, I mean, everyone wakes up in the middle of the night. It's just a question of whether you remember it or not. So you guys, I like that. You, you, you still eat out. You just split an entree. Mm-hmm. Do you do the same thing? Like, do you get an appetizer and kind of split that? And then, you know, our favorite restaurant in Elmhurst is Posit Pizza. Okay. Um, we're, we're, we're there probably maybe once a week, maybe once every other week at the, in the least frequent. So is that the Italian place it's, on it's South right across, York? Yeah it's, yeah, it's across the street from 100 South. Yep. It's in the bank building. Yep. I want to give Nick a, Nick a shout out. Cause, is uh, that the owner? Yeah, he is. Cool. You know, so it's, it's a great place. So to answer your question, sometimes we just order an appetizer. We'll, we'll order and split six oysters, Rockefeller, and the Mella salad, and that's, our, that's dinner. That sounds great. Um, sometimes we'll we'll have the special. Nick will, Nick will recommend the veal or recommend salmon or whatever, and that's what we'll have. And we'll split it, and we'll split a, split a bottle of wine, not drink at all, you know, bring some of it home. Mm-hmm. That's usually the place that we go to. Okay, that's your your recommended. I, I like that strategy though. That's it's simple, it's effective, uh, and it allows you to still maintain a lifestyle thing that you enjoy: eating out, supporting a local business. It doesn't have to be detrimental to your goals. You can still enjoy a normal social life and eat out. Yep, absolutely. That's great. Some of the other habits that I have uh, that I've learned is really effective is every morning I wake up, we we, uh, have a, I have yogurt, uh, Faye, 0% fat yogurt with berries and flaxseed is, is my breakfast. Good. And I snack throughout the day with protein bars or maybe those protein shakes that you put on to. So the hunger pains don't really come. So is that, did you skip breakfast before or did you have something? I think what we had for breakfast was bacon and eggs, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. But the bagel, the toasted bagel that Mm -hmm. we would have with it is probably not the best thing either. However, you know, that being said, so we don't do it all the time, but because we're we're having a little bit more responsible choices at uh, when we go out and, and uh, when, when Sally and I cook, 
we can have our occasional breakfast sandwich with with a English muffin mm-hmm. and an egg and cheddar cheese. Absolutely, you know. So we're not we're not suffering at all. Good, and and we're still seeing positive benefits for what for our changes. Has Sally noticed differences too? I believe she's getting physically stronger. Now, Sally, sure. Sally was a, a collegiate gymnast. Yeah. And so she was rail thin when she and I met. You know, she's able to do a lot more in the gym now right. than she was able to do. I think she's been with the gym for what, about a year? She started soon after we reopened from the COVID shutdown. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when you and Jess and everyone started coming back. So I think she was a little bit after because it was you, Jess, and Sarah. And then like maybe a month or so later, Sally finally. So she was probably around July or and, so. And she's hooked. She's a little frustrated, though, because the, the number seems to be going up a little bit. What would be tough for her, and so this is, I think, important for if anyone's trying to lose weight, one thing that people don't think about is how big they are really does matter in terms of you are what six foot six six one so if when you guys eat out if you're splitting something half and half her proportional amount of calories are going to be more for her body size so that could potentially be part of what would slow her progress down so for you it might be enough of a difference from what you were doing before where it's like oh okay i'm seeing progress over time for her, that might be, so it might need to be like a proportional split rather than 50-50, but based on size, and maybe you guys do that already, but I know for a lot of women that can be very frustrating because yeah, they literally, they're not as big. They don't generally have as much lean body mass. So more calories has more of an impact. Yep. Yeah. So I, th- I think she looks great. Yeah, so she's getting a lot of her gymnastics body back and a lot of the muscle is coming back. So Right. And that's, I was talking about this with someone else before how one of my favorite parts about CrossFit is it shifts the focus away from just what's the number on the scale, what do I look like towards what can I do and what am I capable of? And I think that's definitely something I've noticed from Sally or even Jess and Sarah when they were there too was they would get stronger. Yep. You know, they're able to do more work in the same amount or less time. So it's a perspective shift as well sometimes in terms of rather than just okay, what's the number on the scale? You know, what size clothes am I fitting in per se? But then it's, yeah, what am I capable of? Mm-hmm. How much can I lift? That sort of thing. So yep. one thing you said the other day in class, you were rowing and I was making comment on how good your rowing technique was. The efficiency comment? Yeah, you said, when I find a way to do something more efficiently, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you found a efficient way to lose weight in a sense where you are still, like you said, you're not, you're not hurting, you're not struggling, but you've made small decisions along the way that have worked for you and have helped you reach your goal. Like, so that phrase, is that something you just thought of right then? Is that a lifelong thing that you've kind of applied for work and other things? Like where, where have you manifested that ideology in your life? As far as the recent changes, the weight loss? The efficiency. efficiency. If you find something uh, that you can do more efficiently, you'll take it. Like, is that something? I've always, I've always kind of been of the mindset. Let's try to, let's try to be brief and to the point. Uh, Sometimes I don't succeed in that, in that in practice, but I like to know what the end goal is before I really dig in. I don't like to have a lot of wasted movements. I think that good is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. And... I, I think when it comes to the efficiency part of things, 
Uh, that's kind of how I'm trying to, to, to work with the career, work with my mentoring of some of the younger people in the office, kind of apply some of the mistakes that I've made that resulted in something a little less than perfect when, from an efficiency standpoint. But yes, as far as, far as the, the actual triggering of, of the example on the rowing is, you know, you find that if you try too hard, you know, sometimes if you're forcing something, um, you just try to relax and, and, and focus and focus on your technique and focus on on the right way of doing things. You'll find that good things come to you with, with what seems to be less effort. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, has been my transgression over the course, probably not too not too long of a, of a, of a time, you know, for many years, if, if not decades, I've always maybe tried a little too hard, had people telling me you're trying too hard. But then whether it was CrossFit or, or just maybe growing up a little bit more, I just learned that, you know, if you just do your best every day and concentrate and focus and, and try to keep things as simple as possible, good things will come to you. Yeah. As I'm trying to you know, instill on my kids. Okay. So, but yeah, no, the, the specific example of the rowing, it's, yeah, it seems like I'm not trying as hard yet. The technique that you guys taught us it has me burning more calories and, sure. and, and, you know, going with more meters faster. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the main goals of CrossFit is to increase work capacity across broad time and modal domain. So basically doing more work faster, better, right? Increase your power output and technique is a big piece of it. So that's good principle to, to do. It sounds like you've learned that consistency is more important than say perfection or just a big burst in effort. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you try and teach your kids that? Um, you know, there's only so many times you can say the same thing and, and expect them to apply what you say. I think that what I try to do with my kids and everybody around me is just lead by example, do what you know is right and not have to talk about it too much. You know, just, just do it. And if you're, if what you're doing is right and even when nobody's watching, you just, you know, do what's right. Mm -hmm. Good things will happen and, and the right things will happen. You know, sometimes you'll have some ups and you'll have some downs, but if you're, if you're doing your best and you're instilling good morals into yourself and, and the people around you, people will pick up on that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I tell my kids and I try to practice this every day is that really more, even more so than what you know, technically relationships and mutual respect is going to carry you a long way in this world. And if you appreciate where, you know, you have to start with the belief that everybody every day is trying to do the right thing. They're trying to do their best. They mean well, and maybe to a degree that's not a hundred percent accurate, but if you, if you live that way that everybody's doing their best and you can start to appreciate a difference in opinion on certain things, uh, a different approach, and, and, and by mutual respect and good relationships and good networking, I've, I've learned that, you know, it's something that serves you well, serves people around you well, and you find yourself moving in, in the right direction more often than not. Okay. Have you, so you said you've been told in the past that, you know, hey, John, you're trying too hard, that sort of thing. Is that, was that out of ambition in work? Was that just kind of a, from a young age, you just kind of always wanted to show, show you were the best or where do you think I, that? I, yeah, I, I, that's a good question. Yeah. I really don't know. You know, I, I do have a little bit of self-awareness and so when people say that to me, I, I don't get upset about it. I, mm -hmm. I, I take a step back and I think about it a little bit and, and, um, you know, it, 
there, there are times when I think to myself, okay, just relax a little bit and, and let it come to you focus a little bit more. I think maybe a big part of, of trying too hard is a byproduct of maybe you got too many things on your mind. It might sound a little counterintuitive, sure, but maybe you're distracted and you're thinking about the next thing around the corner of, okay, what else are we going to talk about? Or what else should I be thinking about? You know, and still trying to focus on in the moment. And, um, when you're trying to focus in the moment as well as anticipating things down the road, I think that's what trying too hard really is. And uh, I've, I've just seen some examples in my history where people would say to me, you know, you're trying too hard. Say that again. So you, uh, yeah. you trying to, what so, was it? Trying to do too much in the moment, but also thinking ahead. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, so for example, this conversation, you know, so we're just sitting here having a direct conversation thinking in the moment, but you know, trying too hard is if I'm may, maybe not paying too much attention to this conversation, like I should be. Sure. Because I'm thinking about possibilities of what could be next, or maybe even what was in the past, or maybe you just distracted for whatever reason. It, it makes me, I should say, focus in a little too hard on, okay, well, let's really focus in on what we're talking about right now. And that's when people are like, okay, just take a breath. Everything's going to be fine. You know, so I think that as, as uh, counterintuitive as it might sound, uh, trying too hard might be a byproduct of effectively not focusing your efforts in the right direction at the time. Okay. Interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm trying to think how that can relate to <clears throat> fitness in terms of, well, I guess you mentioned it, the, you know, people trying to do sort of like a, a crash diet. Maybe that's trying too hard as they're trying to do it all at once. Mm -hmm. They're trying to just lose weight quick and they're not putting their attention and their focus on the long game. Some people might say that's not trying hard enough, I think the correlation that maybe we're looking for here in, in the trying too hard is a lack of patience. So you, okay. you, try, you try really hard in the fitness to, to, to row that extra, you know, that extra step, and then you, 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 ex, you expect to see benefits on the scale or, or in the mirror, and it doesn't happen as fast as somebody would like it to, to happen. And so that's my, you know, that might disappoint people into losing that patience, losing that tenacity, because they don't feel like it's working and it's not working to their timeline. Right. Maybe that's, maybe that's the, you know, trying to put your finger on it a little bit. I like that. So going, so patience, going back to that consistency is key rather than, yeah, rather than trying to do it all at once, trying too hard, expecting immediate results, giving yourself that patience, that grace to let things come in time. Yeah. Are, are you a golfer? I enjoy golf. I would not describe myself as a golfer, but I do enjoy golf. So here, here's another analogy that just came to me. Maybe it's accurate. Trying too hard on the golf course. What does that mean? Swinging for the fences. You're on the mm -hmm. first tee. You know, it's a long par four. You want to really get that ball down the fairway in 300 yards. So what, is, what do people typically do? They swing as hard as they can. Yep. And you notice that if you look at the pros, they're not really swinging that hard. You know, they, they have good timing, good body movements. Um, the, the fitness is there too, but they're just trying to be a nice fluid tempo to their swing. Yeah. And when you're doing that on the golf course, you tend to hit the ball further and straighter when you have good tempo and you're just not swinging for the fences. Same as the case in softball, for example. You see people popping it up to the pitcher because they're swinging so hard 
They're not just taking it easy, swinging easy, and having good fundamentals, which is when the ball goes over the fence. Or in, in golf, you have good fundamentals. You swing easy. Let the, let the club do the work. Let the tools do the work. Yep. And the ball is going straighter and further than if you're sitting there and you're walking up there trying to bash that ball by swinging as hard as you can. I've, I've seen a lot of 15-yard drives from people swinging the club. <laughs> that's me. As, as hard as possible. So maybe that or I end up on a different fairway. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's an, exa- an example of what trying too hard. I like that. that that's a good real world example in terms of just yeah let the club do the work mm-hmm. let the let the consistency do the work let the yeah let the time in the gym let the small decisions um that are sustainable be the thing that makes the change rather than the maximum effort in that moment and expecting that immediate result because yeah if you do if you get discouraged from things not happening fast enough you can then you stop doing it and you never end up seeing the benefits that you would have gotten if you just kept with it. That's right. That's something that, yeah, if you hit, if you start something with very specific expectations and that's the only possible outcome that you will accept, if things don't meet your expectations, it can be a frustrating experience. Mm-hmm. So. so we've had success with me and, and Jessica's had success with it too. So there was a time when, when Jessica came back from school last year Mm-hmm. You know, she's always had a desire to drop some drop some weight. Right. And as you know, she's an outside hitter for a small college in, in central Indiana. And being an outside hitter, you have to be able to elevate. And she's only 5'7". Yeah. You know, so she's got, you know, some genetics at her disadvantage. But in order for her to elevate, she's got to be in great shape. She's got to, you know, uh, in her view, she wanted to drop a few pounds. Mm-hmm. Took months. Took months. And she was very frustrated. But she kept with the program and she kept with CrossFit. And um, she went back to school last fall, twenty pounds lighter, and um, just a completely different player. Yeah, and she made some big changes to her nutrition too. She did. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the big one. But she put it all together, and and I, I I remember her. She she and I were rowing in in one of in one of the classes, and I, she was watching me row, and and I had my back to her, and I remember she made the comment, "I'm closing, I'm I'm closing in on you, Dad," which is gotcha. Good. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, I mean, how was that? So you you obviously were the first one. And then you've kind of gotten your, your family, encouraged them to get going. You said Sally's hooked now. What is it like working out with your significant other, with your wife, like with your kids? How does that feel? It feels great. It was the first time Sally and I have really ever worked out together. You know, she's got a membership at Courts Plus and she would always take the classes and COVID cut, uh, shut Courts Plus down and they didn't open. Um, they're very conservative, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. But as a result, I convinced her to join Big Shoulders. And so we started working out together and it's, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy working out with Sally and she enjoys working out with me and Jessica and I, and even Sarah was enjoying it for a while. And I, I, I do enjoy it, but it, to me, you know, it's one of the things I want to talk about today is how your club is kind of a family in itself. And so, you know, there's a nucleus of, of people who I work out with, um, more often than not, and and the way you know, so it's we're all becoming friends. It's a nice community. We're playing softball together, and it's it's really cool that you don't get at other clubs. So, yeah. you know, back immediately to your question, I do love working out with Sally, and and I think she likes it too. We really look forward to it, and we 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 structure our schedule uh, to levels that that maybe you don't even know around working out together. Uh, I'm flattered to hear that. Yeah. Is, are you guys, do you get competitive with each other? Is it like a, a fun, friendly competition? Do you, 
Like if, if you know you beat someone in the workout, do you, you know, give a little jab or do you kind of not say anything? Yeah, not really. We, we, we don't. I'll tell, okay. you, I'll tell you what, what grinds my gears with Sally more than anything else. And, and you've seen this every time too, you know, as, as I believe I, I leave it all out on the field. Yes. You know, so when, when three, two, one time comes and I'm rolling around on the floor, like a fish out of water, she's yes. just, you know, stone faced and she gets up and she, you know, types in her results in her phone. And I'm just like, why aren't, why aren't you tired? You know, it's almost right. like she's like a, I call her a cyborg. I was gonna, she, would, yeah. she would love that to hear that, but she seems to really, the mental toughness in her is something to be significantly admired. And, um, that's, that's where, that's where. I feel that she's brought me along quite a ways over the course of the last 27 years that we've been married. Wow. Um, but as far as me ribbing her, because I'd say probably I, I get in the car and I tell her, well, because you're not flopping around like I am, you didn't work out hard enough, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that's, that's the extent of gotcha. the competitive edge that we have. But that's good. So you guys both acknowledge, hey, this is an important part of our day. We're going we're gonna to make our schedule. Because you guys work... With the same company, you don't necessarily work together, though. Is that right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we'll talk about work, and I'll have to ask her a work-related question. Uh, but yeah, so we work at the same company, and the shutdown and the virtual work environment um, results in us. You know, we used to when, when I'd go into the office. She's always worked from home. When I'd go into the office, I'd take your five thirty a.m. class because mm-hmm. I want to be able to get in, get out, get to work in reasonable time. Right. Now that we're shut down, you know, we're we're in front of the computer at seven o'clock in the morning. And so we, we carve out time in the mid-afternoon as we've already put in a full day's worth of work. And we know that when we get back from, from the workout, we're going to tap away at our computers for another hour or two, see what we missed and sure. things like that. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's just been a really nice uh, experience with the family. Good. One thing I'm curious about is what, what were you trying before you found CrossFit? Yeah. No, I had a neighbor, and, and we're great friends, um, Andy. Yeah. You know? So... Andy and I would go work out several times a week at, at uh, LA Fitness. Uh, I've been a member there for years. And Andy, is, uh, he's been, he knows his way around the gym. Mm-hmm. So he and I would, would go to LA Fitness several times a week, maybe even at one point six times a week. And we would lift. Um, we never really did anything cardio-related. And, and he, now that I look back on it, and think about what we're doing at Big Shoulders. He's pretty good at the Olympic lifting. Yeah. A lot of the things that he did and that we did, we do at Big Shoulders. But we don't do it in the same cadence that we do it here. Sure. You know, it's it's more, okay, we're going to lift here. We're going to go over to this station, lift there. So from a strength perspective, I, I was a heck of a lot stronger then, I think, when it comes to, like, for example, bench press. That's my that's my thing. Right. And that's practically all that we would do when, when we were there, you know, so the, the, the chest was huge. Um, the arm, the arms were a little bigger, but I wasn't losing any weight. Yeah. Um, and perhaps that was a, a part because the workouts were a little bit less cardio intensive than they are now. And also because the diet wasn't there right then. Um, so that was a, the time when you would go to eat out more often you well, would the, get your own entree. The Lou Malnati's every Friday would arrive. Sure. And that would take us through the weekend. Drinking more wine. Beer. Beer. Yeah. Um, and, and the time, I've, I've had the lake, now, the lake house now for 12 years. Um, and there were times when I would be less, less responsible yeah. at the lake than I am now. Um, so do you miss that? Like what is different now? 
for you? Do you like, are you happier? Do are you, do you feel more energy? Like what would you say beyond just the number on the scale are some of the perks you've seen of some of these lifestyle changes? I don't miss it a bit. I don't miss the old life at all. I, I, what I, what I, what I like about what I'm doing now is yes, I feel much better. Um, the joints are I'm a little, I'm one of your oldest members of the mm-hmm. club. So the, the joints, the joints are kind of tough, you know, in the morning. Sure. But, um, you know, the, the workouts work through those weaknesses. Some of the weaknesses that I had are, are not as pronounced as they were. Yes. Like my knees, for example. So I don't miss going out every Friday and having my own entree. I don't miss getting the Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza and having two slices when I should only have half a slice, you know, sure. I don't, I don't miss the beer. What I do like though, is because of, of the regiment, uh, of the regimented approach that we have and the discipline that we have, I can go have a Popeye's if I want once a month. Mm-hmm. I don't, but you know, I, I could. And, and like, for example, last night, uh, Sally and I went to the rainbow cafe and she had a patty melt and I had a hot chicken sandwich. Nice. Those are something that if you had a habit of, if you got into a habit of doing that, it's probably not the best thing, but because I feel like we've been doing so well, we can, we can do things like that every now and then. I don't feel like in all honesty, I don't feel like I've made any sacrifices. Um, that's great. over this. It's really been worth it. That's great. I, th- I think that's, if the benefits are tangible enough, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice anymore. It, it feels like, oh, this is just better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can still go enjoy a hot chicken sandwich every now and then, but I prefer being healthy and eating in or whatever else. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. I've certainly found that myself. I've This last year, I've started cooking a lot more, so I'm better at it now just because I've had to do it. But I'm, yeah, it's almost at a point where it's like, well, I could eat out or I could just go to the grocery store, get the exact same thing that I would have eaten out, make it myself and make it how I like it. And oh, by the way, it's a third of the cost. Oh yeah. And if you would have gone out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's a big one. And especially when people tell me, oh, I cross it, you know, I'd love to, but I can't afford it. Okay. Well, how often do you eat out? How often do you go to a bar and spend 50 to a hundred bucks in one night? on drinks mm-hmm. like all we've got to do is you know make a little bit of a, a lifestyle change you'll be able to afford it you'll probably save more money and you'll feel better and you yeah. won't be you know as upset about your your life because you're disciplining yourself in a way that's making you better it goes back to what we've been saying for the last half an hour we're, we're in a quick fix what what have we done immediately society you right know? um people people become you know satisfied that um they had their dinner they'll they'll pay the credit card bill but they really don't see the bill until the credit card bill comes sure. and they're like okay um you know and then they they tend to forget about the $200 that they just spent last weekend with their significant other at the restaurant right whereas the the cost of the membership if if you go it's cheaper the more the more you go but then the benefits don't seem to manifest in, in the eyes of many until for a longer period of time. Right. Just that night. You know, so that's the society that we're in. The rewards of going to the gym definitely do not manifest immediately. And that's, yeah, you're absolutely right. It takes patience and dedication and commitment. And 
a lack of immediacy can be uh, off-putting to people because they want, they see where they're at. They want to be where they used to be at a certain point in their life. And they think they can get back there immediately when really it was years of a changed lifestyle that got them to where they are. And it'll probably take months, if not years, to go the opposite direction as well. Yep. Yeah, if only if only everything were as quick as a surgery or something, like right. to just have it all all done. So you you just had your two year anniversary. Or your when is your two year anniversary? Do you remember? It's, it's, I think in late late June. Late June. So okay, we're, we're almost okay. There. So we're, we're we're coming up on that. Do you have any goals for yourself that like now that you've kind of gotten the you know the weight starting with a one? Are there is there anything else that you're wanting to accomplish? Uh, as as far as fitness is concerned. Um, I don't have anything written down. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that the whole excitement of me losing the two in, at the front of the scale, now that, that it seems to be uh, something that I can really check off, I, I think, you know, maintaining, obviously, that's, that's job number one. Right. Um, I think that I still have a few pounds to go. Yep. I would like to continue to, to see gains uh, at the gym. Strength and performance, right? Strength and performance. You know, I'm getting a little, you know, frustrated isn't the word, but I'm starting to notice that I'm even struggling to keep up with the fitness Metcons. Okay. You know, so forget about the performance. Sure. Depends on which, what the workout is. I mean, I can do performance in certain workouts, but I can't even come close in others. Right. Um, And there's, there seems to be, maybe it's because of the age, uh, I'm not getting any younger, but it seems that I'm struggling sometimes with keeping up with even the fitness that I've got to scale it or I've got to do less weight. Uh, I can't remember what, what workout it was the other day. I think it was the overhead walking lunges that we had. Yes. And the fitness Metcon was 35 and, um, hold it over your head and do 50 down and then change arms and mm-hmm. hold, it over, hold it over your head, do 50 back. And I got 15 pound dumbbells and it was six, it was six sets and I could only hold it over my head for two of the six sets. Next thing you know, I got it draped over my shoulder. So I think that in terms of the goals are concerned, and I think that, that I would achieve these just continued improvement by keeping with the program, Yeah, you know, and, and sticking with the program and staying vigilant about coming and, and, and always working your hardest. I mean, your workouts, yeah, it's an hour. But outside of the warm up, which, by the way, I think is the most important part of the workout is the warm up. I don't think people realize that. At least that's my view. The Metcon is anywhere from, you know, 12 minutes to 30 minutes. Yep. You know, so as long as I can leave it all out there for those 12 to 30 minutes a day, um, I should continue to see some changes. Yeah. So to me, the goal is to stick with the program and, and know that the byproducts of, of doing that will, will, will take care of themselves. Yeah. Well, if it helps, I noticed that Hector and other people uh, went from holding it overhead to putting it on their shoulder. And that, that was a very, very difficult workout. So I wouldn't take that one too, too much to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'd say consistency is the, the secret sauce. It's the magic, magic pill of fitness. It's to put it in a financial term. Consistency is the compounding interest of fitness. Mm-hmm. If you keep doing it, you're going to keep seeing better and better results like you have been. And faith, having faith in it, <clears throat> trust, trust the process. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that that's another reason I like the club so much is because uh, we're all community and we're all pushing each other to get that one, that one rep. 
you know, whereas it, and this is nothing against LA fitness. I'm still a member and mm-hmm. I will probably always be a member given the fact that I, it's, it's almost a free membership right. because I got in at exactly the right time, but there's no way that I'd work out a third of the way that I work out at big shoulders at LA fitness. Cause you're just truly working out alone. Right. And, and I'll even say one other thing is if I did, if I went into the aerobic studio at LA fitness with my dumbbells and I did the same workout that I do at big shoulders, but did it all alone, you know, the, the members would be kind of looking at you like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, what are you training for? What are you trying to look, look at this guy. Right. You know, it's just a different workout. I don't, I, I've seen so many people at LA fitness jam away at the stair climber mm-hmm. maximum level draped over it, you know, which, you know, like, like an umbrella and they're not, they're not losing any weight. You just don't see any benefit to it. Yeah. Whereas in this community that we're in, you get the members basically encouraging you no judgment. That's the other reason I like it. There's just, there's no judgment. It's just a lot of encouraging words mm-hmm. that come from the members. And it's, it just, it means a lot for a guy like me. That's, you know, like I said, one of your older members and, and not able to move as fast as, as I once was and not able to move as fast as, as the other members that you have. Right. It, it's, it's just a, it's a great setup for us. The talking about the difference from, like an LA fitness and, and the, the workout at, at big shoulders, I guess. Yeah. Uh, for people who maybe don't know what CrossFit is, what a CrossFit workouts like, and you, you kind of mentioned the warm up. like maybe if you were to describe a class, a workout to one of your friends, how would you, how would you explain it? Um, like not just the actual workout itself, but yeah, the yeah. whole experience, like being coached and everything. Yeah, no, it, um, so specific to big shoulders and, and I, I have a sample size of one. I've never been to another CrossFit gym, but specific to big shoulders, uh, this place isn't fanatical. You know, you guys aren't yelling at your members, no water and work harder and screaming. So you're very supportive. So when I'm, I'm describing it to my friends, I'm saying that the coaches are there for your safety and the coaches are there to make sure that you're, you're using the movements correctly. Uh, there are, you know, no two workouts are the same. So you, you, you've got the muscle confusion that, that, uh, that you need to have in order to see gains. Again, they want to make sure that you're doing things the right way because there's some complicated movements in some of the complexes. And so we spend a lot of time with PVC pipes where you think to yourself, well, that's not a workout. But after the warm-up, you're, you're fatigued and you're ready to go. And, and you know how to do things the right way. And then when the, tw- when the 12 to 30-minute Metcon comes, you know, the coaches are there to make sure that you're still doing it correctly. They're there to help encourage you and they're there to help you listen to your body. And, and the exercises are fun and they're different and, um, they're, they're challenging. That's how I would describe it. Okay. Do you, uh, this was something I, I thought of recently. Do you feel like you get adequately warmed up? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. Yep. Cause I know, Honestly, for myself, programming, working out wise, the warm up is the hardest part for me. Mm-hmm. I've always like when I would I played basketball, it's like I would just want to get out there and start playing games. Like, sure, you kind of shoot around a little bit, get going. But then, you know, the first few minutes of basketball are the warm up. And I've always kind of carried that into the, the sport. But now as I'm for CrossFit and as I'm getting older myself, I'm starting to learn Oh boy, I, I do a lot better in my workouts when I actually warm up. It, it's huge. It, it means everything. And, and, you know, you just mentioned something that resonated with me. You know, I used to play a lot of racquetball 
back in the day. And back in my 20s, I would just walk onto the court, start jamming away at forehands and backhands. And next thing you know, I'm in the hospital for three days because my back has been wrenched up. And that wouldn't have happened had I done an appropriate warm up. Mm -hmm. The warm ups are challenging. Um, The warm ups are just challenging enough that you're ready to go when it's time to do the Metcon. And I think it, like I said before, it, to me, it's, it's, it's just as, if not more important than the Metcon itself, right. making sure that your body is warmed up, ready to go. You've got the motions, um, that are needed in order to get the Metcon done, you know, and, um, it, it certainly is, is very important yeah. for, for anything. You mentioned, um, like when you first came to us, you, you had those, the knee issues like, um, but your squat has improved over time. You, you did mention that when you wake up, your joints and stuff might be a little achy, but overall, do you feel... No, it's, I haven't it's, had any problems. Yeah. And, and Sally hasn't had any problems either. She's, she, before she had CrossFit, she would have back problems. And it seems that this has cured a lot of problems, or at least you know, the mus- it's strengthened muscles around. For her back? For her back. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, for me, yeah, I, when I wrenched my back um, deadlifting... Uh, I was kind of scared and maybe a little disappointed and thinking, okay, here we go again, because it took me months of physical therapy and patience to get my back back in order. I'm like, okay, now, you know, sure enough, CrossFit has a reputation of people getting hurt. Right. I want to get to that in a second. So I was, I was disappointed, but then it seemed to work itself out within days, Uh, maybe even one day and everything was fine. So. I I remember I gave you a couple exercises to do. Mm -hmm. Seemed like you did them and then, yeah, you were, you know, a day or two where you modified the workouts, but after that you were fine. So, yeah. So, so, you know, uh, it's, it seems to have really helped my knee because I've got knee flexibility issues since I blew out my ACL way back in 1996 playing racquetball. Right. Um, it, it just, it's now, now I'm looking forward to being able to run again. That's what I'm trying to get to Maybe make that as a goal. Cause there we go. I used to be a sprinter in high school and, and, you can probably tell in the workouts that I'm really good in the first five minutes, Yep, you know, fast and ready and, and, and moving well and keeping up with everybody. And then all of a sudden I torpedo. So the, the endurance needs to, uh, we got to work on your pacing. It's, it's the endurance, the pacing, and hopefully I can get back to my, my, some of my running form. Okay. Used to have. Yeah. That would be uh that's a good goal. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yeah. You mentioned CrossFit and injuries. You had a thought on that. Yeah. You know, so, a big part of the reputation that I've heard that people that have people staying away from CrossFit is that people think you get hurt mm-hmm. and that's wh- whether or not that's true at other clubs that are more fanatical than this one. And, and I hope you don't take offense from me saying this is not the most fanatical CrossFit gym. At least Based on how you described it earlier. No, I, I think that's accurate. You guys really respect the fact that we're just trying to make improvements to our fitness and we're not, you know, the Dallas cup was awesome by yeah. the way. We should, we should do that twice a year, but People seem to think don't do CrossFit. You know, I've and Andy's physician said to him, if you do CrossFit, let's just go ahead and schedule your surgery right now. You know, because you're going to get hurt. Right. And between the warmups and the technique, making sure we have the right technique, making sure you guys encourage us to listen to our bodies, and, and there's no shame if you can't back squat 300 pounds, back squat 100 pounds, just do it right. Yeah. You're not going to get hurt. And I'm convinced that people get hurt, not because of CrossFit, but because of ego. Um, I agree with that. You know, and, and if people walk into, walk into a gym and they don't warm up, they don't walk into a basketball court, they don't warm up, they walk into a racquetball court, they don't warm up, they just want to show you how tough they are, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. 
And if you just swallow your pride a little bit, have some patience, you know, uh, listen to your body, listen to the gym, um, you know, practice the, the, the exercises and, and do the right technique. Don't be a hero. Mm-hmm. As far as the weight's concerned, you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. And, you know, my, my rotator cuff was already torn by the time I joined, I joined the gym. It was, you know, it was just something that I needed to have done. And I haven't had any ailments since I joined the gym and started really hitting my stride, especially since I went unlimited. Good. Yeah. So I, I just, to me, I, I, I debunk the, the theory that CrossFit and injuries are highly correlated. I don't think that's true. Well, yeah, the research has shown that it's, it's not true. Most every member who is needed to take time off because of an injury, it's been because of recreational sports or some other activity outside of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Uh, weightlifting and it's one of the benefits of CrossFit. The movements they choose are inherently safe. They are natural movements. Squatting is the same as sitting into a chair, standing up. Deadlifting is the same as picking up a kid, picking up your groceries. So really all we're trying to do is show you how to do that safely for the rest of your life. And the reason I wrenched my back in the deadlifts is because I was, I, was, I was doing it wrong. You know, I, I was not on my heels. Right. And, and you guys are great about telling us to stay on our heels. And every time I, I bend down to pick something up now at home, it's, it's on the heels. Yep. And so, yeah, it's just another example about form and technique and not too much weight. One of the most common things I hear when people come in is I'm at the gym. I look at the weight section. I don't know what to do. So I just go over in the cardio on the stair step or whatever it is that they do. Now, it sounds like you maybe had some more weightlifting experience from, from Andy, but in terms of getting started at the gym, or maybe this would be, you've heard from Sally, like her experience learning the lifts. How do you see the coaching and that whole process as part of the class, like being taught the technique and everything? How has that helped? Well, let's see. Um, so first and foremost, as I mentioned, it's helped me stay on my heels. Right. Um, whether it's through back squats or deadlifts or, 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 or whatever, it's, it's helped immensely. You, know, you don't know what you don't know when you're joining something and doing something for the first time. Right. So, you know, it, it's, that's where the coaches come in is to help, help people learn what the right technique is for a lift for a wall ball or for a, for, you know, jumping up on, even jumping up on a box or even a row. Yeah. You know, rowing is actually the thing that comes to mind is, is okay. how to row correctly. You know, a lot of people want to use their arms when they should be using the momentum from their legs to use their arms. Yeah. You know, so I think the coaching, the coaching really means a lot to help people understand what the right technique is. Um, whether it's CrossFit or even, even in the gym, but you're right. You know, if, if I didn't have Andy going into LA fitness, I'd just stay in the machines. I wouldn't go to the free weights. Right. Because what I heard in free weights again is wrong is that you get hurt when you're doing free weights. Well, no, you get hurt when you do it wrong. Yep. And you don't have much of a, you don't have as many opportunities to do it wrong when you're on a universal machine as opposed to free weights. Right. You know? So right. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it does. I think that's, I guess it's just, I was so self-taught on a lot of, well, I wasn't, I wasn't. I, I mean, I guess I was shown a lot of the Olympic weightlifting, so snatch, clean and jerk. Like the people who taught me were national champions, Olympians, gold, like one of the, I did a weekend seminar with a gold medal Olympian. So it's like, 
I guess I have been taught technique, but then I also have further uh, investigated on my own as well and practiced. Maybe that's maybe that's the the best way to to kind of say what I'm trying to get at. Do you feel like you're able to practice the technique enough to feel like you have a good sense of it and are making improvements? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I most certainly do. I mean, I mentioned earlier that no two workouts are the same, but we do cycle through snatches and and, right. and, and push presses and things like that. You know, it goes back to the warm-ups, goes back to the PVC pipe and and um, and the coaching, mm-hmm. the supervision that helps you get things done the right way, helps you learn the right techniques and whatever lift that you're trying to do. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the gym does a good job in educating us on some of the more complex lifts. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think that, I mean, that was most of my... My notes. Did you have other things that you wanted to uh, share? No, I think I, I think I, through this conversation has been a good one. I covered a lot of it, but again, just to reiterate, you know, I really appreciate the gym not, you know, getting in our face and trying to make us into Hall of Famers, you know, CrossFitters. Right. You know, a lot of us we we come from different backgrounds. We have varying ages. We got a lot of young people there in great shape. We've got a lot of old people there. A few old people there. Some in better shape than others is fine, but. The, the lack of judgment, the, the encouragement, the community aspect of this gym really is what excites Sally and me to come into the gym as many days as we can come in okay. and, and change our schedules around the gym. Yeah. You know, um, so that is probably, you know, what I wanted to convey more than anything else was the community, the, the, the quality workouts, the fact that I've never felt this good looked i don't think i've looked this good and it's just a it's just a nice environment um it's very challenging it's very challenging and i know that you've been ramping up the exercises since the dallas cup don't think that that's lost on me i can i can tell but that's okay that's okay and now we're all we're all friends and we're you know we're playing softball together and having a riot doing it i love that the fact that we're not that good you just don't get that when you're going to LA Fitness or when you're going to Lifetime Fitness right. or FFC. And there's nothing against those clubs. But, you know, the, the fees are commensurate with what you pay at a Lifetime or at an FFC. But the community isn't there and the, or, and the structure isn't there unless, of course, you get a personal trainer and then you're paying more at those places sure. than you're paying for years. All of that's very highly valued by you know somebody like me that's kind of been around the block a little bit and been in and out of his level his his uh, bouts of, of frustration not getting out of you know, a, a fitness regimen that he would like to and and between this and the um, education that you provided us from a uh, nutrition standpoint has uh, has been great. Well, good. Um, the thought I was just having as you were describing that was you know, like a lifetime or something, you, you're paying for the amenities for the pool and some of the other things for a CrossFit membership. You're paying for results. If you want to get results, go somewhere where you're going to get coached, get workouts that, yeah, I just, I write a general workout, but at the same time we modify it to each individual in the class. That's what the coach is there to do. So that might be a little tagline slogan that I (laughs) use, Mm -hmm. uh, you can either pay for the amenities or pay for some results. Okay, That's, that sounds right. Well, thank you. Appreciate your time. I'll see you Monday. All right. Thanks, Brendan. Cool. Appreciate it.